Jesse, open your mouth. Spread your legs. Clear. Yo, what up? Yo, boy Pistol. Welcome to Dog in the Yard. Today we got Idi Amin from the legendary group, The Outlaws, which was a group signed by Tupac Shakur. He also was a good friend of him. Went up north, seen him and all that in Clinton. You know, he gonna run down that whole vibe with us, plus his running with the cops and all that and the law and all that. And what decided, you know, what came, you know, what came, what was the outcome of his whole, his whole deal and all that. And with that being said, let's get right into it, man. It's your boy Pistol, man. Dog in the Yard. Get at me. When you in that Tampa Bay area, make sure you reach out to my boy Gus Torres, man. If you want anything that has to do with real estate, man, make sure you hit him up. You get the lowest prices and the finest houses, man. Trust me when I tell you. But don't forget to mention my name. You already know that Pistol Peter gets you that early discount. And that's my brother, man, Gus Torres. You already know, out in the Tampa Bay area. Make sure you hit him up, man. Sell, buy, Invest all that. Make sure you hit him up, man, because he focused with that out there. Tampa Bay, you already know. It's your boy Pistol, man. Get at me. You already know what it is. Your boy Pistol Pete, and it's that yard talk on Dog in the Yard. And today's guest is my boy, Eddie, from the legendary group, The Outlaws. Do your homework. What's up, man? Eddie, man, thanks for having me. How's everything, brother? Been good, man. Yes, I can't sir, complain, man. man. Pleasure, man. I have, you know, having having you on my show is good, man. Oh, the pleasure's all mine, man. How you been, man? Life is good, man. I don't complain at all. How you? How's everything been going with you? What you been doing, man? Just working, man. You know, starting businesses and trying to launch different, uh, you know, revenue streams out here. Of course, with the pandemic, shows are shut off, shit like that. So you know, yeah. you got to come up with other ways to, you know, make sure your uh, yeah, you make your it bread is buttered. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, for those that uh, don't know, uh, Edie's uh, one of the uh, the outlaws, uh, the group, legendary group outlaws that was signed to Tupac. Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we uh, weren't never signed. We had a, we had a homeboy contract. You know what I mean? Our, okay. our contract was in blood. Okay. Yeah. We, like he used to say, "Y'all owe me our firstborn." Mm -hmm. What I'm doing for y'all? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how was that? I mean, could you tell us a little bit about all that? It was just, you know, it was just, um, you know, homeboys, friends, cousins, family members with a common goal to to to, to change the lives of not only themselves but uh, their families and anybody else they came in in contact with, and we just decided to do it through hip hop. So how you from Brooklyn? Yeah. So how how you managed to get from Brooklyn all the way to to the West Coast and, and get? Nah, and, and I get, was in Harlem. Okay, and so the Bronx. How, how that happened when you got in contact, you know, when you, you met Tupac and all that? And, and, well, I mean, we, we knew each other since kids, you know what I mean? We were childhood friends. Okay. Before rap, before everything, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Our families knew each other, and, okay. and we just stayed in contact through the years, you know what I mean? And we both had rap dreams to, to, to you know, um, like I said, change our lives and do it through hip-hop. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? And as kids, we, we, we emulated Run DMC and all the greats in hip-hop, and you know what I mean? Fell in love with the culture and, and immersed in it. It's outside every day where we lived at. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? And we just took it and ran with it. And, and he was the first to get on. And he just pulled us in with him. How long right, right, right after, um, how long it took him before he put your heart in? I shit like right, really right after uh, his first album in Juice. Okay. He started going on the road, started doing songs, songs, you know what I mean? I was already doing my own thing, you know what I mean? He heard some music I did. Okay. He was like, yo, you sound good, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You sound like you got some potential. So then you came, you came out to California? I went to Oakland in 92. Okay. I went to Oakland in 92, and that's how everything looked like professionally got started for me. Okay. I was like 17. Gaddafi, Castro was like 16, 14. We was babies. Okay. You know what I mean? But we was just eager to learn and, and, and get up into this rap shit and do our thing. So you came, so you eventually came out to California with, um, I mean, when you signed to, um, what you signed to, um, Death Row? Yeah, that was years later. Okay, yeah, so, so you, you were Tupac first and then how you ended up on the, on the West when Coast? When he went to Death Row, he took us with him. Oh, okay, that's how that happened. Yeah, when he went to Death Row and signed to Death Row, it was like we was about to sign the Interscope. And he was like, "Nah, y'all not gonna do that deal. I'm going to I'm going to Death Row." You know what I mean? So we all going. Okay. And how was that? How was that experience? You know, at Death Row at that man, it was crazy. It was wild. It was it was a great learning experience. You know, some of the best rappers and singers and musicians was all under one roof. Like Death Row was literally like the X Men Academy. Man, you go up and. Can-Am Studios, we had <laughs> some of the best rappers in the world and, and musicians and singers all up in there trying to play songs, trying to get albums done. So, you know, when we got there, we was like, wow, this shit is, this shit is intense, it's for real. You know what I mean? Then you got the streets involved, you know what I mean? Like, mm. Suge had jail niggas on his team and it was, you know, cats that fresh home, you know what I mean? And that was working where, at Death Row? Yeah, this was at Death Row, KM Studios, Death Row offices, the whole shit. You know what I mean? So it was a, it was a it was a great experience, a great way for us to learn the business from mm. you know um, all aspects because everything was there. You had the industry, you had the streets, you had everything under one roof. Right. You had talent, you had idiots, you had great people, you had stupid people. It was all there for you. So uh, as far as your upbringing. Did you ever got caught up like in jams or even doing the process of, of doing the music and stuff like that and, and, and messing with Tupac and coming out to to the West Coast, you know, and signing to two uh to uh Shug or I mean all that. I mean it was it, it was it was it was a lot going on at that time. We was young, we was wild, you know what I mean? And, and shit happened, you know, you you, you uh, make mistakes, you, you learn the hard way, you you know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta go to jail, you get locked up. Like that shit happened to all of us at one point in time. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like the typical story of, you know, young black males and, and Latinos in America. Unfortunately, most of us get involved with the, you know, the legal system at some point. So that, have, at any given point, did you been arrested before? Absolutely, several, several times. And um yeah. like what, a day, two days, overnight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, how was that? Longest you know? was a couple of days. Okay, how, how I was that? Weekend. Okay. I mean, it was horrible, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's what was I'm like, saying. That was like no shit I really, you know what I mean? That wasn't for me, you know what I mean? I like, was what, like, yeah, this what, is, yeah, at what age? You, 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 I mean, this. I think, yeah. of, I, like, right after Pac died, I got a gun charge in Atlanta. You know, we was, uh, me, Castro, and another one of our 
our cousins was, was trying to go see some chicks, to be honest with you. They was working at Pizza Hut and shit. Okay. You know what I mean? So we was rolling through the parking lot mm. to see when they was getting off. And, and the manager said we was casing Pizza Hut to rob them because they had got robbed a couple times. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so um, somebody in the Pizza Hut called, pulled us over. We had gun up in the, in the car. We had weed in the car. Niggas went to jail, you know what I mean, that night. My man Oz took a 50, a 50 bag of weed like this big and put it in his mouth and, and held it in his fucker. Don't ask me how he did it. He held it in his mouth. They never found the weed. They didn't make him talk about it. Why they processing us? This nigga spits the weed out in the garbage can and yeah. fucking processing. They never found the weed, but they found a gun, and it was a gun without a serial number on it. Mm-hmm. So it made the situation, you know, um, it was like, yo, how the fuck you get this gun? It's not like the serial number was scraped out. It just didn't come with one. Hmm. You know what I mean? And they was, you know. They were trying to figure that out. Yeah. So, you know, try to separate us, get to asking us questions and shit. Long story short, shit turned out. It's Georgia, so it was a misdemeanor charge. Okay. Got a little probation, handle that. Yeah, but that night you went to jail for, for the weekend. Yeah, I went to jail for the weekend. And how that, how that I mean. I mean, I mean Pac Miles had to come bail us out. You know what I mean? Pac Moms bailed us out. You know, right when we was about to come up out our clothes and put the, the suit on, we got bailed out. <laughs> right, on, right on time. Right on time, baby. I was thankful. I was thankful. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Adama, have you ever went back, got arrested again since? I mean, well, I had got arrested before that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I had got arrested in another incident when a man of mine got it, my, a friend of mine got into it with a bounce at a club. The bouncer hit him with a flashlight and knocked him out. Word. And then they closed the door on us. They pushed us out and closed the door on us. You know what I mean? I took a brick and I just crashed the whole window of the club and shit. They thought I shot up the club and shit. Cops came, locked me up. That was another time I got locked up. Mm. You know, minor infractions and shit, pulled right. over for weed and shit like that. Right, but right. I never did no significant time, and I'm thankful for Yeah, that. of course. Oh, shit. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great day. We happy for you for that, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy for my dance. You serious? Motherfucker, right. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, so what you been, so when Pop died and all that, what you, what you have been doing? I mean, after that, like, what was, what was like, I mean, dealing with the whole Man, we, 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 um, you know, we had to fucking pick our fucking face up and, and, and figure this shit out. And that's what we did, you know what I mean? We had great help along the way with people like, obviously, Steve Lobel, mm. you know what I mean? And um, other great people that recommended we, we, we go to where the hip-hop game is at right now, independent. Right. Mm-hmm. This was 20-plus years ago, and we you know, made a lot of good money and was able to mm-hmm. you know, buy homes and cars and completely change our life, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. It wasn't all bad, but it was a struggle. It was, we had to... Learn a lot. We bumped our head a lot. We had to figure shit out. It wasn't easy. It's no, it's no book that can tell you how to navigate your way through this business successfully. It's, it's all about trial and error, and, and you know, being solid. You know, the solid always going to persevere, man. So yeah, you, know, you see niggas fall off, and you never hear from them again. So nice. reason why. I heard that uh, you used to uh, go see Pop and, and Clinton. Yeah. Absolutely. How was, how, was that? How, how, how was that? How was that? That's some real, real. That's some real friendship shit right there. Yeah. Well, I see. I mean, like, to go to Clinton, yeah. like shit. Oh my goodness, man! And look, 
Anybody who ever been to Danamora, New yeah. York, know what the fuck. Like my man. Like that shit, I think that shit lead the country in, in <laughs> incest to children or some shit like that, man. And it's it's a weird town, it's a racist town. They mm -hmm. don't like seeing us up there. Nope. You know what I mean? We used to have to go stay in hotel rooms uh, to see them, and a lot of hotels would deny us. They wouldn't let us stay there. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it was it was not easy. It was not nothing glamorous about that shit, especially seeing a free spirit like Pac mm. locked up. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like to see none of my people in a cage, but specifically him because he was such a, a free spirit and somebody that you never wanted to see. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Have to do that shit, especially for some shit that he was innocent of it, that he didn't even do. So um, it was a terrible time. Like that was like a horrible eight months. You know what I mean? I spent my 21st birthday in Danamora. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we was going on the VI to go see him, and it was having to be my birthday. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like you know, as a matter of fact, Pac up. He says a couple of times in a, in a song he refers to it. Hell of a way to spend my 21st birthday. Cause that's what he was saying. Like when I went to visit me, like I know this is a hell of a way to spend your 21st birthday. Mm. You know what I mean? You're supposed to be out wilding, you know what I mean? Doing yeah. your thing and shit. But and I was okay. like, nigga, you worried about me. Nigga, we're trying to get you home. Fuck that shit. Nice. And you know, luckily he came home three months yeah. later. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but that so was. So we celebrated when he got out. Okay. Yeah. That was super real, though. You know, going up there and all that and, you know, supporting your. Your man, your friend, you know what I'm saying? Especially y'all go back. I didn't know y'all go back that that yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was super, super real. You know like what I'm saying? that shit was like it was literally like a no brainer. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to see your man? You want to make sure he got it? You know what I mean? You rather see him home, but if I gotta go visit him, I'm gonna do that. Facts. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, how you feel about jail reform? You think it's necessary? Um. As far as the system? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It mm. needs to be completely overhauled, in my opinion. You know what mm. I mean? It's not about rehabilitation. It's more about punishment. You know, and I don't think that's the way, you know, um, you help people by punishing them. I'm not, I'm not in agreement with that. It's, it should be more about helping people and, and you know, um, figuring out why they got in the position that they got in and helping them to not, you know, make the mistakes and, and giving them the tools that they can survive out here so they don't have to keep coming back. Facts. That's the way really, that's... Um, one last question. Well, um, um, I wonder if you ever seen my show. You ever never, you never watched Nah, it? I haven't, man. But like I said, I'm going to catch yeah, up. This I'm going to go that, through this some research. You know, for the youth, you know, for those, you know, individuals out there that's just, you know, they think they know it all and they're out there wild and they don't got no guidance. And for those that grown, they might be grown and still haven't grown up and all that. You know, you got yeah. a whole bunch of people. Oh, yeah, I got yeah. some of them in my family, so you, you know what I mean? I mean, we all do, so. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and and never been to prison, but this is that show, this is that vibe, you know, that uh, that uh, that it'll give that enlightenment to, to the youth. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, I just wanted to actually, you know, um, do you think it shows that this is important for, the, why do you think it shows that this is important for the youth? Well, if they, if, if, they, if they get a chance to soak up jewels, especially for people like you that experience the whole shit, it would be in their best interest to pay attention and, and, and try to soak up the jewels that's being delivered by not only you and everybody that you interview. You know what I mean? Because if you do, it can help you stay clear of, of the mistakes that, you know, yourself and other people have already made. So um, 
hell yeah, it's important and it's valuable. And we need more of this to balance out the other shit that we got out here because it's a lot of bullshit that ain't really doing no good for nobody either. It's just entertainment. And so shows like this add balance to the equation. Fast. So give people a choice, you know what I mean? You want to be entertained or you want to be educated and you want to learn something. Mm. So what's up with the song, uh, uh, Hit Em Up? I mean, how, how y'all got that all together and all that? You know what I mean? And, and y'all put, you know what I mean? See, that was just another day in the studio, man. Hit Em Up was like one of three songs we did that day. Mm. And you know what I mean? We had already planned that. Matter of fact, when Pac was in clean, we planned that song. Oh, word. And talked about how we was going to do it. Mm. And, and, you know, we knew then it was going to be controversial. It was going to be one of the biggest diss records ever in history before we even recorded it. And so we recorded one version, and then we went back and did another version. Okay. And the version that y'all mostly heard is the second one that we did. Mm. Yeah. And, um, Edie, what would you give uh, for, for, for all those up and coming, you know, trying to get into the game and all that? What kind of advice do you give to all them young brothers out there? That's just trying to pull up and get into the game. Man, it's so it's, it's so much. It's hard to really pick one thing, but I would definitely say um, try to do your homework on the business side a little bit more. It's kind of difficult for artists to really wear both hats. Most artists can't do that. Mm. But um, I love one thing I love about this generation is that they're doing that more and more. Mm. You know, what I mean, my generation was just about going in, getting a deal, trying to make as much money as possible. And, and not really paying attention to the business side. That's why a lot of artists ended up getting jerked, honestly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of artists from my generation didn't really, you know, do too well financially because of the fucked up record deals that they still giving out nowadays. You know, a lot of the record deals are even worse than they were back then because they want not only your publishing and, and, and you know, give you a low royalty rate, they also want your merch, they want your touring, they want... And what all of you is called a 360 deal. So, you know what I mean? These kids nowadays are getting smarter. They, a lot of them are starting their own labels. They're going independent. And then they taxing these labels when the labels want to come in and, and work with them. And then you got some artists that's not even taking the label money. They're like, I'm, I'm making, you know, 100000 200000 a month. Why I need a label? What I need a label for? So, facts. The game has changed and it's, and it's, it's good. There's more information out here. Like I said, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have YouTube and none mm -hmm. of that shit. You guys out, the younger generation, y'all got so much in information at your fingertips. There's no excuses. Facts. There's really no excuses for you. You know, like an artist getting jerked nowadays is like beyond me almost. Yeah, like that shouldn't happen no more. Nah, because any questions you got, you can literally mm -hmm. do like this and get an answer. Mm. So either you have traveled the world. Uh, and, and has seen all the love that Tupac have brought to the world, you mm -hmm. know, and all the love you have gotten. Yeah. Tupac, you know, all the love through him, you know, yeah. the love he, the world have for him. How did that make you feel? I mean, it's a great feeling, man. It's, it's you know, um, you feel like he didn't die in vain, man, because his message has definitely resonated with millions of people all over the planet. I've been to countries where they don't even speak English, but they have murals of Pac, they know his music. Mm. Countless times people told me that, you know, they, they they didn't even know English until they heard All Eyes on Me and that made them want to know the language and, you know what I mean? It's just, it's like I said, it's, it's a great feeling to to know um, your homeboy, your friend, your comrade didn't just die in vain. Mm. His message, message actually made it around the world. And, mm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure he feels good about that too. Facts. What do what, what you think if, uh, if Tupac was alive today? Where, where the outlaws would be at? That's a great question, man. Sky's the limit. Sky's 
sky's the limit, man, literally. You know, um, we had so many plans and so many things that we was going to do. Mm. But, uh, you know, um, like I said, man, sky's the limit. Ain't no telling. I can't really say, you know, we'll be this, we'll be that, but definitely sky's the limit. Facts. You already know what it is. Your boy, Pistol Pete, dog in the yard. It's that yard talk with my boy, Eddie from the legendary group, The Outlaws. You already know. Thank you for coming through, love. Yo, but you know what it is, man. We back with that dog in the yard vibe. And you know, um, that idiot, I mean, I mean, that NTP was legend, man. You know, even though the brother didn't do a, a whole bunch of time, just that one, just that one moment that he went to jail, you know, that, that he even had uh, Pac, arms coming to get him, you know what I mean? Like, he... He didn't even, you know what I mean? He he changed from that point. He was like, yo, I can't afford to do this no more. You know what I'm saying? And I just felt the need, you know, to have him on there because, um, like I said, he's just not a regular guy that 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 uh that would do it. You know what I'm saying? And uh and we and with that being said, man, I just hope that you guys, you know what I mean, enjoyed the whole interview, man, because it was legendary, man. And with that being said, I'm out of here, man. Dog in the yard, your boy Pistol. This is a step, this is how gangsters do it Splash, step, one, two I'm in a whole lot of zones, zones They look like kalanoscopes I got the white for the white boy that's sniffing the shit Then he's eating on the slopes I got the can for that lady that thinks she could take it But know that she can't I got that work for that work That's gonna work right after it works Look, I put